Welcome to the Private School Marketing Minute podcast, the weekly podcast teaching you how to get more students and keep more students enrolled in 10 minutes or less. Let's get started. Yo, 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 turn my headphones up, turn my headphones up. Every time I start this podcast, I feel like I'm about to go freestyle over a rap beat, like I'm sitting at the hip-hop radio station and they're playing beats for me. And I just got to tell them, you'll turn, turn the beat up in my headphones real quick. <laughs> What's up, podcast people? My name is Nick, and I am the host of this podcast and of this episode. Thank you for being here. I'm happy that you're here. Hope you're having an awesome day and a wonderful week. It has been a busy week here for me. Uh, just doing lots of client work, stuff around the house. Um, went to our 12-week scan for our newest baby. I was pregnant with our second uh, and that was on Thursday. That all went very well. Uh, so praise the Lord. All was good. And that's just a beautiful thing. Uh, been prepping for a trip that we're going to take uh, next month to the Tennessee mountains. We're going to stay in the Smokies camping for a little bit and then be in Sevierville uh, for a few days in an Airbnb. So been buying lots of camp stuff, which gets me really excited. Went to REI a couple times. Uh, that store just always gets me excited too, doesn't it? It's just such a beautiful store. They sell such cool stuff. I went there and I was like, oh man, I'm going to spend a bunch of money. I ended up walking out with nothing. Didn't buy anything. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need any of this stuff, but I want it. So then I went back, right? And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go back, see what they got. I'll go back again. I walked out with like spending $6. I bought two tiny little things, <laughs> but I got something. Um, and it's been good preparing for that. And we're excited about that trip. Quick shout out to a longtime listener of the show, Carl. He hit me up on LinkedIn and he let me know that he gave a presentation uh, at a conference uh, just last week or just this week, I guess would be. And uh, the message was well received. Uh, he said that, uh, the podcast and the book really helped him uh, kind of formulate his ideas for the talk. Uh, and, you know, he added in, his, added in some of his own experience uh, into the speech and that it was well received by the people. And I just wanted to say, thanks, Carl, you're certified word spreader. Uh, and I do appreciate it. I'm glad that uh, the podcast is acting as a resource to make you look good in front of your coworkers. Uh, so thanks for that. We got a show for you today. We're going to be talking about marketing for a brand new private school and or marketing your private school from scratch. If you're not a brand new school, then the latter, the latter option is where you're going to be finding yourself. So sometimes school has been around for a while, but it's been all word of mouth for them, uh, to get students in the door and, uh, you know, this is this podcast is going to help you figure out how to actually start marketing your school really from the ground up. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about a, a handful of points here, kind of a lot, and we're going to break this down into two different sections. Uh, might be all in the same podcast, uh, might be two parts. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but it's going to be the first part is going to be the short term strategy. This is going to be the thing that you do first to get enrollments in the door straight away. Then we're going to move into a long-term strategy, which is going to be the longer play 
uh, long game strategy, <laughs> the stuff that's going to be uh, kind of building a moat around your castle, so to speak. Uh, so the first part in the short-term strategy, the first thing that you're going to want to do, I call using your juice. Using your juice basically means like figuring out all the things that you or your school has access to uh, and making the most out of that as quickly and as effectively as possible. So this might look like uh, reaching out to influential people that you or it, your school or you is connected with. This might be people in local government, in uh, local media, uh, so you can do a PR push, campaign, that sort of thing. Uh, if you are attached to a bigger organization like a church, then this might be utilizing the church's resources, um, like their media department and uh, design department, things like that. Uh, it might also be uh, utilizing access to the congregation uh, to spread the word that way. It could look like print materials on the location, like uh, banners, now enrolling, that sort of thing. Um, basically looking at whatever resource you have access to straight away and maximizing that. This is helpful because it's always easier to convince people to work with you or to enroll in your school who have, who have some sort of relationship with you already. Uh, it's, it's always cheaper for businesses to, to upsell existing customers than it is to sell completely new customers. This is taking that premise and applying it in a slightly adjacent way. Um, so making the most out of what you currently have access to really the quickest way to, uh, get some enrollment and boost your awareness, so to speak. Then you're going to want to move into setting up a foundation with your tracking and your analytics. This looks like adding the GA4 pixel to your website, adding the meta pixel, which is Facebook and Instagram, any social media pixels, TikTok, X, um, Snap, whatever social media channels your school is utilizing, and probably ones that you know you might not be utilizing, but you plan to utilize in the future, getting all of those tracking codes set up and implemented on your website so they can start collecting data using Google Tag Manager, uh, claiming your business on Google Search Console, Bing Places, Google Business Profile, all of the, all of those sort of platforms. Um, that's what getting your tracking analytics set up is going to be all about. Also, you're going to want to set up tracking for uh, valuable actions on your website. So counting conversions anytime somebody fills out the free, the, um, free tour form, the enroll form, the request more information form, all of that sort of thing. So you can count how much of your traffic is actually leading to valuable conversions. Now, let me just quickly say if any of this stuff is uh, not landing... <laughs> or you have questions about any of it, just go ahead and reach out to me on LinkedIn and I can answer your questions specifically and give you any more information that you need. So setting up your tracking and analytics, really a key thing because you want to do it as soon as possible so you can start collecting that data as early as possible. Right, then you're going to move into market research. This is exactly what it sounds like. Everyone's familiar with market research. The importance of it is so you can find out where you fit in the local community. 
what are other schools offering? Or if, if your school only does uh, early education or even pre-early education, like uh, infant care and like uh, six weeks old to like K, uh, then you could look at like other daycares in the area, that sort of thing, to find out what they're doing. So you can find out how you can position your school in a way that is attractive. Uh, what makes you different? Why would somebody choose you over another school or another daycare, so to speak? Um, what's your messaging going to be to hit on the pain points that your target customer is facing? All of this stuff comes in the form of market research. And when you conduct that market research, you're able to figure out some key elements uh, that are going to be exposed later on in the strategy, things that you're going to need to make your marketing more effective. Um, so doing the market research, finding out pricing, uh, so you can set up price comparisons and charts. What do they get? What does your prospect get at this school or at this daycare versus what do they get at your school? That sort of stuff. Um, foundational stuff. <laughs> okay, then we're going to go to listing management. This is ensuring that your school is your school has a profile on every uh, directory website on the internet. This would be places like Yelp, Yellow Pages, uh, Yext, uh, Hot Frog. There's hundreds of directories on the internet that just gather business information and make it available. You know, just like the Yellow Pages or the White Pages used to do, but in the form of the internet digitally. Uh, so the importance of this is not only will it help your school get found if people are using these direct websites looking for what you have to offer, but it also helps paint a clear picture to Google that your school is who they say they are at the location that you say that you're at, uh, has the phone number that you say you do, um, all of these things. That clear picture helps tell Google exactly who you are, which helps them show your business over another, show your school over another when somebody is looking for what you have to offer. If Google can't fully understand you, then there's less likely of a chance that they will show you when somebody is looking for the search terms that you want to be found for. Private school near me, private school plus location, that sort of thing. You want to unify all that information across all of those different directory websites. So you might find that Sometimes uh, in the past, these directories get created by X staff or they just kind of get created automatically as the internet crawls your website and the information is old or uh, it's even non-existent. If it's non-existent, you want to create a profile. If it's old, you want to update that information so it's all the same across all those different directory websites. You also want to do this for the private school specific websites, niche, private school review, great schools, uh, things like these, great schools. If I said that, I think I said that. Um, make sure that your school has a profile on there, that it's up to date. You've got photos, uh, you've got reviews, um, you've got all the information that you need to make a good first impression if somebody finds your school on those websites. After you do that, you're going to want to start getting as many reviews as possible. This is This and the listings management thing and the market research are all kind of in your foundational marketing because all of this stuff will help you make the most out of 
any traffic that you're already getting before you even do any advertising whatsoever. So if somebody uh, comes across your school on Google Maps because they're looking for private schools near them and they see that your school has no reviews or it's only got a few reviews compared to all the other schools around or you've got some bad reviews and the other schools don't, chances are they're probably not going to reach out to your school. So you can see how you're uh, basically leaving money on the table. You're leaving a lot of things up to chance if you don't activate a review generation program, which is basically trying to get as many five-star reviews as possible uh, by soliciting or asking your most engaged families. Now you can do this manually or you can do this with a uh, review generation program software. Uh, we use it. We use one for our clients. You can reach out to us. It makes things really simple on you, super automated. All you got to do is just give us a name, phone number, if you want to send text messages and email. Uh, you can send it to us as frequently as possible, once a week, once a month, once a day, and we'll get those uh, review requests sent out on your behalf. Now we're going to look at local SEO. So this is your Google business profile optimization, uh, making sure your Google business profile is all the way up to date. You've got new photos, you're posting uh, updates on there, reviews are good, uh, your description has the keywords that you want to show up for, uh, generally you want to have the keyword plus the areas that you serve, uh, you want to make sure that you've got a Google business profile for every location, if you're multi-location school, if you've got multiple campuses, you want to have a separate one for each of those, still uh, getting into, or still uh drilling down on the foundational marketing stuff. So when somebody finds you, making sure that you're convincing. Uh, that's the local SEO portion. Now we're going to get into developing specific landing pages. So if you cannot tackle your entire website <laughs> at one time by um, kind of rebranding, writing new content, all themed around what you found in your market research, those pain points that you solve, how you're different than the rest, uh, what people get with you versus another school or another daycare, uh, hitting all the pain points, overcoming all the hurdles that somebody might have, basically becoming the best choice for your prospects. If you can't push that messaging across the entire website at once, which generally most people can't do, you'd want to start with specific web pages and getting those up to par, up to this new standard, or creating uh, dedicated landing pages for the advertising that you're going to be doing. So uh, landing pages are really important because when you start running ads, you want to have a dedicated page for the type of ad that you're going to be running. So let's take search ads, for example. If you're running ads for your uh, kindergarten enrollment, you want to have a page that's completely dedicated to the kindergarten the kindergarten class and talking to all of those pain points, pictures of the kinder kindergartners, specific programs, uh, curriculum, all of that stuff versus just sending somebody to the homepage or sending people to a page that's maybe dedicated to K through five, uh, that sort of thing. So having a dedicated landing page for each marketing campaign helps because the people who click on your ads are interested in that specific thing. Give them the information give them as much information as they need and make them do as little work as possible in order to get that information. That's what creating a landing page is all about. After you got your landing pages, 
we're going to get into launching your advertising. Now, generally, the best place for schools to start is with search ads on Google or Bing, but pretty much 90% of it's going to be on Google. Uh, and that is because people are already looking for what you have to offer. They need less convincing. They're already going to Google looking for a private school near them because most of the time they want to enroll in one. So they're closest to the bottom of the funnel, meaning they're closest to making their purchasing decision, meaning they need less information, education, and convincing. Doesn't say That doesn't mean they don't need any convincing at all, just means that they need a lot less because they're closer to making an actual decision. Then probably directory ads, uh, I say with an asterisk, 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 one of those things, um, because every school is going to be different and it just kind of all depends. But directory ads on niche, great schools, that sort of thing, do well. Then display advertising, YouTube ads, social media ads, uh, radio ads, print, uh, potentially geofencing, all these sorts of things. But I feel safe in saying that your school should at least probably be doing or start with search ads. Then you're going to uh, hone in on all your KPIs and your analytics so you can actually track your progress and make sure that the campaigns that you're running are actually hitting the targets and the goals and they are profitable um, so you can shift if you need to and so you can know uh, if this is actually working. That's a big part of it that surprisingly a lot of schools and even a lot of businesses don't uh, can't solidify and don't pay enough attention to. So you always want to make sure that you're hitting your targets, that you know what your targets are, and that there is an easy way for you to monitor that. Uh, we use an analytics dashboard that's super user-friendly and can put all your information in one place, but tools like GA4 uh, would be really helpful for this sort of thing. Uh, then you also want to make sure this is the last in the uh, short-term strategy. You want to make sure that you've got professional photos and videos. I put this last, even though it is really important, because it's usually uh, takes time to hire a photographer, videographer, get those photos and videos back. So I didn't want to really hinder the rest of this stuff by putting that further up the list. I guess what you could do is at least reach out in the beginning uh, to a photographer, videographer. So you have lead time and then ideally you probably do the rest of this stuff by the time they got you the photos and videos back. Uh, but just make sure that you're not waiting on getting professional photos, professional videos and photos done before you do any of this other stuff. Okay, moving into the long-term strategy, content marketing. Content marketing is a major factor. It basically builds trust with your audience. Uh, it's going to be putting out valuable, helpful, and informational content on a regular basis. I like to use what I call the never-ending content strategy, which is consistently creating long-form content, a big piece of content, and then breaking that up into smaller pieces of content that you can dis then distribute among all your other platforms. So for me, this looks like creating this podcast which then gets broken out into blog posts, which then gets broken out into emails, which then gets broken out into um, captions on my social media posts and topics that I talk about on LinkedIn. 
This could also be like a publication, which then gets broken out into YouTube videos, which then gets broken out into a podcast, which then gets broken out into an email series. Whatever big, juicy, chunky piece of content you can produce on a regular basis, uh, that would be what I would recommend starting with. And then you have something that you can then break down into smaller bite-sized content. And that makes content marketing feasible and um, achievable, I guess. Feasible and achievable and believable and receivable and agreeable and all of the yieldables. Then you're going to look at starting up student tours. Uh, this is helpful because it's just a great way to connect with prospects and speak to uh, speak on a student level to them, uh, student to student or student to prospective student, and um, really student to parent too, so they can get a real feel for what it's like on the campus. I do recommend uh, every school having a student tour option. Testimonials, so regularly capturing student and parent testimonials via video. I say video because video is the hardest thing to get people to commit to. So you want to make sure that you're shooting for video. And if you fall or if you miss, shoot for video. And if you miss, then you land in a Google business review. <laughs> That's how the saying goes, right? Shoot for the stars. If you miss, you land on the moon. Shoot for the video. If you miss, then you get a niche review. Uh, that's kind of the, the goal here. Um, great for the website, of course. Great for emails. Just great proof that uh, you're a good school when people are doing the research and you're on their consideration list. Then we're going to get into SEO. This is going to be on-page and off-page SEO. You want to do backlink building. You want to have a blog, uh, an active blog, so people so you can be found for um, long tail keywords or keywords from people higher up the funnel. This would be people that are maybe just researching private schools, like private private school over charter school. What's the differences? Um, how do I know if uh, private school is the right choice for me? All this sort of stuff. People that are still in the uh, educational process, people that still need more information, but later down the line would be interested in enrolling their kid in private school. That sort of stuff is what your blog is generally going to bring in that sort of traffic, uh, which is great because there's only a certain amount of people that are looking for a private school right now. Uh, you want to also start to expose yourself to the broader market of uh, people who are eventually going to be interested in enrolling in a private school. That's what a blog does. Uh, and SEO will just help you show up in those top positions for those immediate keywords that you want to show up for. And people are looking for an answer to their to their uh, education problem, and then also show up in those number one positions when people are still just in the research phase. Then we're going to look at PR, uh, local and national media outlets. Uh, local, of course, is great for the obvious reason, so you can show up in your local market. National is something that some school, most schools really kind of um, bypass, but it's important because it gives your school credibility and uh, you can print out, I always recommend printing out those that media coverage. So when a prospect comes to your school, you can slap a five pound stack of proof on the table that proves to them that you are the best option for them. A lot of that is going to come from, uh, well, I have an episode about it actually. I think it's called finding the proof that you're the best school, something along those lines. One of those earlier episodes that I did, uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. But 
Uh, that proof is going to come from all over the place. Part of that proof is going to be uh, PR in both local and national uh, media outlets. So seeking PR. Then uh, you're going to look into building a community. You, a lot of schools are utilizing the private Facebook group for current enrolled families. If you're not, you should definitely do that. It's a great way to build community, uh, build ambassadors um, of the school, just create a, a community. It's a great place. And uh, you're also going to want to look at developing a community of prospects. This would be a public-facing Facebook group. Uh, I have an episode about this. I talk, talked a couple times about it in the past. Uh, this would be the main theme meaning creating a community of people who would eventually be interested in what your school has to offer. You get credit for, uh, for congregating that community. You get credit for giving them helpful, value, valuable information over a period of time. That really helps uh, convince people that you are who you say you are, that your school does what you say you do, and you have their ear, you have their attention, so you can eventually pitch your school to them and they will be well-received. Uh, your message will be well-received. That's what a public Facebook group is all about. And I recommend building that out as a long-term play. Then you're going to look at the super magnet advertising strategy. This takes your content that you've been producing uh, in the content marketing phase. That's why that was a, the number one thing on the list because it goes into uh, a lot of the long-term strategy stuff, it then gets utilized in a few of these other strategies that we're talking about. So the super magnet advertising strategy basically allows you to promote your helpful, valuable, informational content, the stuff that you've been producing, like this podcast, if you want to use this as an example, and then promote that through social media, through display ads to your target audience, which then acts as a really natural first impression for them on your school. So rather than just the first thing that they see being enroll in our school because we're great, they see a podcast episode about the changing education atmosphere and what that what parents need to know about it. And then they find your podcast. Your podcast is a bunch of episodes that prove that your school is a great choice for them. Then, you know, ultimately they enroll. Uh, that's what the super magnet advertising strategy is all about. I call it super magnet advertising strategy because you're pulling people in from outside your magnetic field into your magnetic field closer and closer and closer until they slam into your school like a metal person into a giant super magnet. A metal person. Okay, um, we're getting closer to the end of the long, the long term strategy. Got a few things left. We're going to want to look at, after all this, you're going to want to look at developing a lead generation program. Lead generation is uh, creating a valuable piece of content that people can get access to in exchange for their information, phone number, email address, that sort of thing. Rule of thumb is to create something that is worth a $20 bill. Uh, I tend to think of, I tend to think that that's a helpful rule of thumb that an email address is worth 20 bucks. So use that as your guide. Um, create a really nice piece of content, something that somebody would happily pay $20 for and offer it for free in exchange for their information. Then once you have that information, you've got a lead and you can then nurture that lead through all sorts of different email marketing, um, CRM stuff, phone calls, 
um, as they get warmer and warmer and consume more of your content, you can remarket them through your advertising so they stay in your uh so, so you stay on their consideration list throughout their buying decision-making process. That's what lead generation is all about, getting people's information and then continuing to nurture them until they make a decision for your school. That brings us into email marketing. It's a big piece of the lead generation program. Uh, you want to create and manage email drip campaigns, not only for prospective families, parents, and students, but also for current enrolled families and students, uh, parents and students. This gets into the student retention program, which is really all about keeping students enrolled. And one way to do that, one of the best ways to do that really is to control the conversation that's happening around your school. And a great way to do that is through email marketing. Then you're going to want to build towards an auto-schedule tour model. This is where parents uh, can auto schedule a tour. Uh, the more you need a lot of volume for this, of course, because you would need somebody who's kind of dedicated to doing the tours and who has the availability to doing, to do them on a frequent basis. So, uh, the ability for parents to auto schedule a tour just kind of removes, uh, well, really a handful of friction points, uh, which just makes things easier, better customer experience, uh, is a good option. So auto schedule a tour, you want to create a virtual tour for your school if you haven't already. Then you want to uh, look into the last thing, which is something that I've talked about before uh, recently. It's deploying the prospect to current family outreach program. This is a setup where you have the ability for prospects to reach out to current enrolled families uh, to ask them any questions that they have. This would take the form of having uh, like a brief bio, a few sentences, a picture of the family on your website, and the option for a prospect to reach out to them through email. Now, you can check out my website, I'm sorry, check out my recent podcast episode about this, uh, which was called A Unique Way for Schools to Convince Prospective Families. Uh, I think it was a handful of weeks ago. And that episode is dedicated to this whole thing, tells you all about how to do it. Uh, so I encourage you to check that out. All the other information that I mentioned in this podcast will be linked in the show notes below. My LinkedIn is in there too. Go ahead and shoot me a message. Uh, let me know if you have any questions about deploying this sort of thing. And we can talk specifically about how to do it for your school. If you've got questions about the analytics and tracking stuff, uh, I'd be happy to talk with you there. My book kind of outlines this whole program in uh, more of a step-by-step -step process and in greater detail. So that's a great resource. I'd encourage you to check out. You can get it for free plus shipping on my website or on Amazon uh, for retail price. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Uh, I'm going to certainly have a wonderful week <laughs> and I want you to do the same. As always, I've been Nick and I'll see you next week. Next week.